Hello and welcome to the Dinks and Kinks. <laughs> as always, I am your host, and with me, John Dondero, and with me tonight, as always, Mr. Shep, and joining us Good tonight evening, yeah. is Rebecca. Hello. Hello, Shep. Hi. Do you think I forgot about you, Shep? I introduced you secondly. Secondly. No, no. I think this is the first time we've all been together. This is. This is our first, like, three-person potteroo. Our first three-way. We're going to find our king. It was only a matter of time before we uh, podcast three-way. We knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. The chemistry was too much. (laughs) We have a really big fetish tonight. I'm talking one that will completely transform how you look at kinks. The transformation fetish. Oh, gracious. Why do y'all always hate my puns? I have the best puns. The best kink-related puns. Hands down, best kink puns. This guy right here. We're doing the transformation. And this is a massive... Best kink puns that we want to punt. I mean, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) This is actually like a really massive fetish. Like, when I first put it on our wheel, a lot of times, you know, I'll put fetishes on our wheel and have no idea what they're about. And then, you know, sometimes we'll, you know, it'll be very unfortunate. We'll get it and be like, this is a two-sentence fetish. Fuck. This is the opposite. This is a 60-page fetish. Oh, oh my. huge. It is huge. I have to admit, I didn't know anything about it until you told me what it was. And I looked it up and went, wow, okay. It's a big old BBC. <laughs> it's a big, big Big BBC, which stands for British Broadcast Company. Uh, No, the transformation fetish is a sexual fetish where a person becomes sexually aroused by descriptions or depictions of transformations. And this entails all sorts of transformations from people being turned into objects to animals to the different genders um, some are done by through magic, uh, mythological, or not even that, practical. They're physically transformed through the use of science. And I, Is I it just, weird science? Actually, that's a great example of the transformation fetish, turning a doll into a human being. That's what this is, almost 100%. Usually in the reverse, where somebody's partner or, you know, and typically it's not a partner, it's just somebody they know or fantasize about, transforms into either an inanimate object, a different gender, or an animal, like a werewolf. It's kind of like werewolf fetishism right here. So lots of furries. We're going to get a lot of furries tonight. Thank God I have my flea collar. So, like I said, this this falls under so many like subcategories from paraphilia, which is the sexual attraction to objects, uh, non-sexual and sexual objects, but inanimate objects, to furry fetish, to statuephilia. You guys know what statuephilia is? It's the statue coming to life. Uh, reversal, the reverse of that. Uh, you know it's, what the, makes me, it's the fetish that know, Medusa had. 
you know what it's sort of like in reverse like do you remember the movie mannequin like yes. when the mannequin turned into like that's what ma- this that makes me think of is like the mannequin transforming into kim control <laughs> yeah it turns into kim control except for this fetish typically it's i want to see kim control turn into a mannequin and I'm sexually aroused by that mannequin. And so I have read about 14 articles and I have been on, and I'm going to tell you right now, the best place to find, uh, I would guess pornographic material of this fetish would be Reddit. Hands down, Reddit and Deviant Art. I have scoured those pages, and I have found so many things that both blow my mind and completely open my eyes to, like, just how weirdly awesome this fetish is. And I don't mean weird in a bad way. I just mean, like, out there. Like, it's stuff I've never seen before. Oh, I don't even know where to start with this. I honestly think... At the beginning... At the beginning, where do you, where do you begin with something like so massive of a fetish? Um, okay, fine. Ten seconds in. <laughs> start right. there. I'll start thirty seconds in. Okay, thirty seconds. This this fetish, honestly, I think it, it, it. Let's break down each part. Let's break down the paraphilia one. I am attracted to an object, i.e., uh, high heels. Uh, Dildos, articles of clothing. I've seen many transformations into articles of clothing that people wear. Like, okay, so I'm attracted to uh, bra and underwear. So I have a fetish where I turn a person I have a crush onto into a pair of bra and panties, and then I wear them. So Hmm. you were... Unboxing, like, how many fetishes right there? You have the paraphilia, the attraction to the object, the helplessness of turning your victim either willingly or against their will, which, as I've seen in scenarios, plays out both times because sometimes there's a quote-unquote villain that turns their victims into these items, and sometimes it's someone willingly want to be transformed into these items. I mean... I can't say that I haven't, you know, wouldn't mind being transformed into certain people's undergarments, Sheps. Mm. But that's, I mean, yeah, I can. Yeah. I can't fault him for that because, I mean, I've seen my ass and it's aptly curved and very colorful. So you know, it is. It's just fantastic. It. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Just, it involves, and it doesn't require a gender. Like, this is not one of those, I prefer one gender over another. A lot of this stuff is genderless. Do you say, do you say ginger or gender? gender? No, there's I keep always ginger. I'm like, there's always no, ginger. hair? Can't, you can't have a fetish without throwing a redhead in, okay? Well, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's requirement. But this fetish actually doesn't require genders. In fact, some of this fetish is gender reversal. And we're not talking about trans people, uh, transgender. This is something entirely different because a transgender person is somebody who made a change in their life willingly, purposely, with the intent because they weren't the proper gender. This is something 
very different from this. This is somebody who is transformed to that gender by the means of magic. Typically magic. That's We're going to throw that out right now. Magic all day long. This fetish very heavily relies on the use of magic or mad science. You know what I think about the gender reversal that's like in that transformation like i'm I'm referencing movies and books today apparently but orlando do you remember like it's where he was a man and then one day he woke up and he was a woman and sometime in his sleep and he lives forever and then all of a sudden he's a woman and he's living as and he transformed and he woke yeah. up and looked in the mirror and there he was as a female and Oh, I just keep getting flashbacks of Red Dragon. Yeah, Red Dragon. The guy in front of the mirror. Do you see it, the transformation? No, that's actually... Both of those are very actual representations of the fetish. And you see... Oh, yeah. Rebecca, yeah, you're too. like, I'm referencing movies. Where do you think a lot of these people discover their fetish? We talked about it in past episodes. They're, they watch Jeez. stuff like this and then... They start realizing that kind of made me feel funny in my down parts. And that may have had something to do with that. Go ahead, you have a question. I can. No, I have an observation. Observation. Thought. Okay. So in I listened to your past podcasts before I was on them. And um, you were talking about the quicksand fetish and how that was media driven and how that's sort of gone away because it's no longer put out there in the media. Do you think that this fetish actually has grown in popularity because of technology and CGI and, and, and all of that? Do you think that maybe this is the reason it's so large now is because of our technology and that the accessibility via the internet and, and just. Ab actually, absolutely. I would see you have that very good observation. I was going to talk about because animation is kind of getting out there. We have more access to animation. Now, to be honest, a lot of this stuff was around in a lot of animes back in the day, but now that, you know, anime and by anime, I mean, Japanese animation, I know everybody in this podcast knows what that is, but I'm talking about people listening. Especially the, the hentai style the hentai. of anime. Yes. It's actually very common, but the more research, that's kind of where this fetish really started to pick up at was in that kind of culture where it's very popular there. And so this is one time. Oh, we, Japan, how we love you. Oh, Japan. For all the things you give us. They have the best kinks. I could go on hours about the kinks. We would not be able to do that podcast over there because they would be like, we already know everything. You're not going to tell us something we didn't learn in preschool. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was Saturday morning cartoons, buddy. What you're talking about right now. Like this transformation <laughs> fetish, 100% Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, but and sometimes twice on Sundays. The more art I see of this, because this is a very art-driven uh, fetish just because it's really hard to replicate in real life but there are some ways and we're going to talk about that because i have found some ways we're also going to discuss how you talk to your partner about this fetish because this is one of those fetishes where it's i mean you're going to hear me struggle to explain it very well tonight and i am like this is 
that's kind of my job to explain kinks. So we're going to kind of talk about ways to talk to your partner about that and how to open them up. But this is a, I, I derailed a little bit. Sorry. Wrapping it back. This is a hundred percent media driven fetish. I do believe. Like, I think people really, and I don't think it creates the fetish. I think this is where people discover it at. It's like, you know, a lot of fetishes, are, especially with paraphernalia, um, paraphernalia, paraphilia, you know, they discover their fetish by seeing that object and being like, yes. Um, transformation fetish is, I watched uh, Fairly Odd Parents and the fairies hit at something and boy, that really got me off. Or Harry Potter. <laughs> Trans Transfiguration class. Transfiguration class. Which uh, I guarantee you there's a lot. What did I say? Did I just butcher a word? Yeah, yeah, you totally did. You know. like slapped one word with another word. Listen, it's been a very long day. Cross its face. It's a Wednesday. We all, we all know what happens on Wednesdays. Hump day. It's hump day. I am... I am. The hump is alive. Be, I'm already beaten down by the week, and we're not even to the weekend yet. Um, but no, this is this is one of those classes. I, th I think people would take that class just for this fetish, so that they could turn people in. Because a lot of the uh, artwork and stories I've read have to deal with magic potions, magic spells. So, oh, a lot of what I read was it's not necessarily the point A to point B. The the becoming it is the act of. It is the tra the it is not just the let's say let's take gender transformation, for example. It's not the fact that once I'm a girl, now I'm a boy. It is the whole in between part of it. That's the part that really gets them. The whole body changing, the whole everything. Like a I that's what I read a lot. Was. Body changes, erupts like a volcano, and it just grows and grows. No. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I actually, see, absolutely. See. Most of the artwork I see, it's not the before and after. It's the during. Um, I saw a lot of ones where they were melting. Uh, they were being turned into liquid. And all I could think of was Wicked Witch of the West and the uh, unique life of Alex Mack. Um, oh, I love that never be able to watch the wizard boss the same way again yeah i'm, I'm gonna tell you right now that 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 film is filled with kinks oh i'm melting melting but, oh it sounds <laughs> bad but it feels good oh. i'm gonna i'm gonna share a picture with you guys later and i might post this on my twitter because i saved it it's literally almost shot for shot that scene in a very sexual provocative way if i can still find it Shep, we've actually covered this fetish before. Did you know that? Of course I did. Do you know, I know all the things. Do, do you know what, <laughs> which episode it was? No, that would numbers and I, me and numbers, no. The giantess fetish. <laughs> this is oh, actually yes. categorized on here, being shrunk, that falls under this fetish, 100% of transformation being shrunk down. And it's the you know actual act of being shrunk, but microphilia is on here. That was episode two, wasn't it? It was. Oh wow! God, can you believe we've been doing this for like this is thirteen episode thirteen? 
Lucky 13. Lucky 13. Listen, I'm excited that this is 13 because 13 is my favorite number. And so far, this has been the favorite fetish we've covered because it's got so much in it. So much. I so shave much. my face oh my. every summer. And about two weeks later, I'm covered in fur. If you spread that process up, it is uh, a transformation fetish. Furries. People turning into furry animals like werewolves. Uh, no, actually not werewolves. The human hybrid. Furry, like straight up. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I have it written down. Anthrop- Anthropomorphism? Nailed it. You're uh, welcome. And She's persona. a cunning linguist. Mm. That's why we bring Rebecca on here because I'm really bad with words. She's she's good with words. She word good. I I word poorly. I, I word like doo doo. I. This is such a large fish, but I I was listening, again because I'm studious and I did my research and I was listening to somebody lecture about this. And they said the reason that they like it is because they don't like their own body. So they get to pretend to be anything but who what they are. Like that was that was like they get to pretend that they're changing and that's what really gets them and it makes them feel good. I was like, that's interesting to think about. Like hmm. No. It- it's like a Something different level of love for the performing right. arts. Listen, I have been, there have been multiple times I've wanted to be a chair. Uh, mainly because a chair gets to sit all day long and I like to sit. Makes me wonder how dedicated the people are from the, the um, theatrical play of Cats. <laughs> oh, we're, gonna, we're really going to cross that threshold when we get to furries. <laughs> the furry fetish itself. But no. They, um they transform quite well. This also does, and going on what you said about wanting to be different, wanting to change something about themselves, body modification is actually a very popular um, branch of this fetish. Like, I want to enlarge uh, or shrink certain attributes of myself. And I think a lot of that deals with, you know, uh, body dysmorphia, where they don't like how they look. So they kind of get aroused, changing. Yes, I've always wanted else. to shrink down my. Very unconventionally huge and inconvenient pinky toe. <laughs> Chip, I don't know if he's joking or not. <laughs> Chip, do you have a large pinky? I've never seen your feet. No, I don't. Okay. I was about to say, there's something I need to see to Chip because I can never tell when Chip's joking. Um, <laughs> I, was about, I was about to make Chip send me pictures of his feet. Um. For once, no, because then you'd never leave me alone. I know. Um, but no, like, and I saw a lot of art where people would um, suddenly have large arms, large breasts, big, you know, attributes. Their eyes got real big, like anime eyes. They, their eyes transformed into live action anime eyes, which are the big, freakish looking eyes that I can't stand. Yes, yes, and also elephantitis of the penis. Yes, yes. Oh, well, yeah, there's always elephantitis. In fact, I saw one where they actually changed into, their whole body changed into a penis. A leaky penis. That image still haunts my nightmares. Wasn't that the video game I showed you recently? No, no, no. Okay, 
Yes, but no. This was a much disturbing image. You did show me a game where you were a penis, but this I know somebody. on uh, yeah on Steam there was a game where you get to be a ga- a, a a penis that just takes on the bad guys. Yes, we need we need to do that for a let's watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, in this image, it was werewolf style transformation into a life size like well, I mean, a human sized penis. It was horrific to me. I mean, I'm sure somebody was very aroused by it, but to me, it still haunts my nights. And I still think about it every time I close my eyes. Let's see how nightmarish was this. So was the sack firm or really wrinkly? Wrinkly. Really? Oh, man, that's really nightmarish. It was circumcised. Oh, my. It was leaking... uh, an exuberant amount of pre-cum, but still had a mouth that wasn't the penis hole. That was also leaking. Anyway, seriously. Um, you lost me at Wrinkly Sack, so yeah, else no, just a this, bonus. This, <laughs> this is one of the images I will not be sharing on our Twitter. It, it, Like I said, it was truly a terrifyingly disturbing thing, but it opened my eyes that people are in to this kind of thing and it kind of put a lot of in perspective of sometimes the weirder bolder ones are where it's at like subtle 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 things or like a lot of fishes are all about uh subtle little things this fetish is not this fetish is one of those bam in your face here we are the tentacle monster has everything. There's tentacles everywhere. Type of fetishes where it's like, we're not going to... I might bound your wrist a little bit here and there. A little bit of light bondage. There is no light transformation. It is go from the start. Hardcore. And I love that. It's kind of why this has become one of my all-time favorite fetishes. Because it's very in-your-face, out-there fetishes. Another very popular one? Spiritual possession. Mm. As in transformation. I have become I see that. possessed. I'm having a, uh, not a physical transformation, but personality transformation. I have become someone else. I can see the appeal of that one, though. I am poltergeist. Very I have a little demon inside me. Mm. <laughs> I am not responsible for my actions because I am not me. Mm-hmm. I am this person now. They have possessed me. I'm all about that one. That's why it gets its own category because I was like... All about that piece. It is. I am now a different person. I may be riding mm-hmm. around in this meat sack that is me, but inside I am a it completely also, different person. It also gives you a chance to disassociate. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you can pretend or imagine you're possessed, and then so it's almost like you, you're having a different experience, you know, different. If when you disassociate yourself mentally from as you as you would experience yourself as who you are, as opposed to somebody in your body doing something else, it's like a different experience. I can I can see the appeal of that one. I could yeah. probably get into that, right? This is one of those fetishes where I think you can, everyone can find something they like about it. 
Except for Shep. Shep doesn't like anything. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I love it. He's just like, I'm only half paying attention to what you're saying now. You still lost me at Wrinkly Balls. <laughs> wrinkly Balls? What? Oh, brought him back. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of like the Statuphilia version of it, like being transformed into like a statue and then being helpless and put on display. Like now I can pose you because you're my mannequin. But I think it's one of those things are what side of this fetish are you on? The receiving or the doing or, or the receiving or the giving. Yes. Yes. So, and I feel, I feel personally for me because I'm on the sub side of things. I feel that would be very, that would be, make me very vulnerable. Like it would, it would have to require me to trust, like I'm pretending or I'm imagining myself as a statue and I have to put my trust that you're going to, cause I can't move. I can't do anything. I am completely have to be in somebody else's hands like that. It would require a lot of trust you know, to, to do that, like, then make you very vulnerable, I think, which has its appeals. (laughs) Being vulnerable and being in that, in, and just surrendering. I think that, Mm -hmm. that, that probably would have a little bit of appeal to me is that surrender. And, and that is the the main reason I really wanted you on tonight, Rebecca, because I wanted to get, to pick your brain on the sub side, because the one thing I was having a lot of trouble is I, I I have a lot of time, a lot of trouble picturing myself on the receiving end of a lot of these things because I am a dominant person. So it's good to be able to get the perspective of somebody who would be asked to do these things and would normally be okay doing them. If you asked me to be a statue, I would uh, giggle a lot. I don't know if I could hold it. I'd giggle. Um, because I am a statue. No, I mean... Well, you mean you'd have to hold it, because otherwise it might jingle a little bit to left and right on its own. So, yeah, you'd have to hold it if you're going to statue. Exactly. I mean, when you agree, like, you put yourself and you're basically being told what you need to do, like, and you you have to do it. Like you don't have to do it, I guess, but I mean, no. you, you want you want to do it, so you wouldn't laugh. You wouldn't. No, want. no, and to, and that's and then that's for me. Like if you're like on the, I don't, I don't know, because I'm not. <laughs> so I, I mean, I mean, as a sub, that's sort of what I would want to do. No, absolutely, and if of course, you want me to be a statue? I'll be a statue. <laughs> if if it was really, if it's what my partner look, really wanted, look, I would absolutely I'm a pony. Try. I'm a pony. I'm a pony. <laughs> I'm a pony. Ah, oh, that's what I really want. I want someone to be a pony. And now we're I know you're in pony play. Inanimate transformation of not just turning into inanimate objects, but being made into human furniture, which is actually its own separate fetish, but is usually how people would reenact fetishes like this. Like, if, you know, we were going to do this 
with my partner and I really wanted to experiment with this. And I've seen a lot of people try uh, things like uh, types of bondage where it restricts them into positions that were very similar to chairs. I saw, uh, once I saw an entire carriage made out of women being pulled by a woman in a horse costume with the use of bondage, uh, latex, and vacuum seal. It was a carriage that a man was riding comprised completely of women. Oh, that would be just amazing to see just the sheer construction of it. <laughs> I, I need to find that image, but I mean, I didn't find it while looking at this up particularly, but I've seen it before and I remember... Wow. Just the shock of that. But being transformed into everyday objects. I saw on Reddit where a woman became a roller, a piece of garden, a garden thing to put on the back of a tractor. She was encased into a column and be the aerator of farm equipment. It was oh, wow. Farm equipment transformation. And it's amazing. Um, very subdom situation when it comes to that, but it's very and I high bet level. she got so dirty, very dirty, <laughs> but very realistic versions of transformation that you can do in real life. So, um, again, this is one of those kinks where it's depending on what aspect of it you really like. It's some very nigh impossible to do in real life without you know rewriting DNA and murder. Um, so a lot of it does require role play and imagination, of course. I believe yes, a lot of people you can role fetish. play murder face, but not do murder face. Of course, you can role play a lot of things. You can role play anything. Uh, I role play a professional individual every day, and a smart person. Mm-hmm. Those are roles mm-hmm. that I play. Not well, but still, no one's paying me for I... acting. I also discovered they use a lot of hypnotism. Go on YouTube and just look up transformation fetish hypnotism. And there are guided hypnotic walkthroughs of just changing your, convincing your brain to change into whatever it is. That was fascinating. That's fun. Bimbo transformation, male to female transformation, hypnosis, hypnosis, plastic doll transformation, and objection fantasy. Mm-hmm. Wow, what you, you like? You have found a whole subject that I, a whole area that I did not find. See, Rebecca's. You're welcome. Look at you being like adding crap. You need to be the smart person on this. I am the smart person on this. I mean. Was I, I thought she was the smart person. She is the smart person on this. <laughs> I started this podcast because I wanted to look up cooler porn. Oh, I pet it. No. Um, but yeah, this this is absolutely one of those fetishes where it just gets into so much. And there's so much we can't even cover in this short time. I mean, we're already well over where we'd normally be. But I'm part of me is like, I don't even care. This is. So much more I want to talk about with this fetish. Like, how do you ha- how uh, do you have this conversation? How do you? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Like, or, 
we're talking about role play like how would that go about like i don't even know where to begin like, like well i mean that could be the segue right there you know fantasy role playing you know inching into things <laughs> this is definitely a, yeah shep's shep's 100 right this is not something you dump all in once Shut this, up, baby. i know it <laughs> this is something you very much ease into um you, I mean, you may have that conversation depending on where you meet the person. Uh, but if you're like, just natural dating scene, we start dating, we're on our, I would say, fifth date. This is this is a fifth date conversation. If the third date went really well. If the third date went really well and you really... Oh, that's so old-fashioned of you. That's cute. <laughs> By third date, you mean two in the... And one, no, never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I was like, third date, third date's anal, right? <laughs> like third date. Third date's anal, and you're once, like when, you're gonna get finished the first date. <laughs> listen, some of us live in the twenty first century. If if, if if the first date doesn't end in me being ghosted, uh, I'll take as many days as it, as I can. Uh, no, I mean this is one of the things where you, you don't you don't. This is not a first date conversation. By the way, I want to see you turn into a furry. Unless you met at FurCon. Then you may have already had that conversation before the date. By the way, how flexible are you? Yeah. Like, this chair over here flexible? Or this modern style table flexible? Have you ever wanted to be a statue? How bendy for you can you be, baby? <laughs> <laughs> But see how we're talking about it now? I mean, I think laughter, you know, being confident and comfortable with the situation and being like, hey, I know it's weird, but it's cool. I like being weird. This is one of those things where you wear yeah. that you wear that Very weird much like so. a badge. You know, you, and I'm not saying like it's bad weird, but it is weird. And you, you have to lean into it. You have to have fun with it because that's what sex is. Sex is supposed to be fun. And you, yeah. and at least this Ooh, is how that's, I would. That'd be a good one. Now, I'm not saying this a is how lean to of bodies. This is how I would do it. I would, I would use fun. I, and I'm not saying you're, you're, you're wrong. Um, I'm just giving a different perspective because, like, I, I'm going back to what I said earlier. A lot of these people that are into transformation fetish or TF, TF fans. So I found out that that's what they like to be called. Um, it is. That. They don't like I said before, they don't like their bodies there. So they're wanting to change into something else. So that just shows a psychological insecurity mm -hmm. that they want to be something else. So it might not be as be confident about it. It's not that easy. No. You know, but that also being said, I have actually met people with this fetish at conventions. Uh, we're usually they find people into the fetish without finding people into this fetish. Does this make sense? They put themselves in situations where like-minded individuals will be like, like that's a frolic. Not like a, that's not like dating somebody, meeting somebody on no. and like I said, Tinder. No, just go to Frolicon. Frolicon. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of times where people really... Let's just, let's just go ahead and yeah, let's go there. Yeah, just, Frolicon Just skip the Tinder. Just, just wait. All of it. But um, don't ask, just go. They have fetish conventions specifically geared to, and, and people with the lack of confidence can go there and really meet somebody 
and that kind of defeats that awkward, I've got to tell you something, because I ain't got to tell you something, because you're already here for the same reason. Mm-hmm. I need more of those conventions. We all I'm need so more of those conventions. We all do. <laughs> um, we said that at the same this, time. Yeah. <laughs> the inverted little shy person, yes. Um, I'm not shy, and I need more of those conventions, just because it's... You could scream it to the high heavens. Ain't nobody coming barking. Wow, um, wow, baby. Well, you always bark for me, Shep. Um, no, so I, I think with this, this is one of those finishes where there are outlets where you can find people like this. And not just conventions. Online, there's a whole community. There's a subreddit called Transformation. There's nothing but fans of this fetish their entire deviant art communities. And since a lot of this fetish does have to deal with artwork because it's very hard to replicate in real life, you get a lot of fro- people frolicking to those sites. And I know it's sad. Don't try to meet people on porn sites. It's weird and uncomfortable. These aren't typical porn sites. These are artwork sites where you can build those communities and forums and stuff like that. So a lot of people meet and they all have the local section where it's like, let's meet up, let's discuss, let's do that. And that kind of, I think that kind of makes it a lot easier to have that conversation when you're meeting somebody in there. Now, as far as telling somebody outside that fetish, light-handed is definitely the way to go. Slowly work in Mm -hmm. there with role play a little bit here. Light-handed, a little bit of baby powder, you know. Squeeze it in slowly. Firm, but steady pressure. Kink responsibly. Less than an inch at a time, or they might wake up. I mean, no, wait, that's different. That's next week's fetish. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I, I think that as far as like how to learn about this yourself, you're going to have to go on the internet. There's, there's not a lot you can do in real life without uh, a degree in mad science. Um, and if anyone does figure out how to do some of this stuff in real life, Please contact us because I kind of want to see that. But yeah, there are communities out there. Just search transformation fetish. This is actually TF fans. Transform. You know, I literally just Google transformation and found stuff immediately. It was <laughs> so cool. readily available. I was so happy, and that community is very open and very friendly. So, all right, I think it's about time for us to start wrapping up. Any final thoughts on the transformation fetish before we spin the almighty will of fetish? Hmm. No. No. Nothing we haven't already said. Yeah. It's quite fascinating and a lot of fun to hear about this one. This was a lot of fun. I was, like I said, this has been a really good episode. I have good reason to be excited about it because I've seen a lot of this stuff and I explored a lot more and... Me too. I, I mean, probably we'll keep this podcast now has somebody worth the worth looking at in the at the cam. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy. Yes, <laughs> because apparently I'm not the eye candy that Miss Rebecca is. I see how it is, Shep. <sighs> Spinning the wheel. I'm sorry. She <laughs> she smiles more than you now. I mean, you used to smile so much in the I past for me. I don't smile, but not these days. So I mean, Aww, but look at her smile. Thank you. Shep. Next time I'll just come on and I won't speak. I'll just smile. Shep. Shep. That'll put me through the episode. Shep. Oh, gosh. 
What do you get? So, what do you? What? Do you, what? what? Chip. Guess what? Oh my goodness. Furry. Nope. It's something that Chuck's been wanting to do since day one. No, I don't want to do it. It's just the only thing I know about. <laughs> I don't know nothing about anything else. Shep is going to know all about next week's subject. Which is? Flogging and impact play. Oh, my. It's Very his nice. domain. It literally <laughs> is his domain. <laughs> so you say. <laughs> so next week will be flogging and uh, impact flogging play. Flogging Molly? Flogging Molly. Special guest, Flogging Molly. <laughs> I love that band. I'm going to go listen to that band now. Um, maybe we can get them to sponsor the podcast. No, but I know the sponsor who will want, would love to. Know about Actually, that yeah. We need to contact our uh, first sponsor to have them sponsor this episode, the next episode, because they create materials for this fetish. So next week. I have maybe. most of their materials, yes. Do you, do you, would you like to join us on next week's episode, Miss Rebecca? Um, I I can if you like. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Chef's in charge next week. Chef, yeah, it's the Chef Show. Yeah, next week is the Chef Show. I'm I'm off. I ain't gotta learn crap this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, Chef. I'm just gonna ask questions. All next episode, I'm just gonna be the question guy. Be like, Chef, oh, tell no. me about this fetish. No, no, because it's flogging and impact play. So there's plenty else to speak about during that time. Yeah, I feel like you could I... speak about it. The variety of impact types and tools and so forth. Yeah. I'll let you bring all those into play for me. <laughs> Sounds good. Do I get to be the guinea pig? No, I do. Damn it. <laughs> oh. Well, I, was, I was about to say we could do... um. You know, in-person demonstrations. <laughs> Which doesn't really work on an audio podcast. Everybody wish we'd be streaming at that point. <laughs> but they would hear our voices coming from that same location. Yeah, then it would turn into a very different They would just podcast. hear this. <laughs> That's not the sounds of leather. That's a different thing. Oh, what were we going to be doing? Never mind. Anyway, y'all have a great week. It was so much fun. Uh, this has been a great episode. As always, uh, follow us on Twitter at Dinks with Kinks. Uh, follow us on, uh, of course, rate us. Tell your friends. Tell your girlfriend. Tell your boyfriend. Tell your non-binary friends. Tell everybody about this podcast so we can... Tell your side piece. Yeah. <laughs> tell your chair. Seriously, we're into it. Um, we'll be back next week. Hey, chair, uh, you going to be there? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, my chair's going to be there. Uh, we'll be back next week. I'm your host. My John chair Adara. to be there. And uh, again, with me as always, Mr. Shep. <sighs> always a pleasure. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> MS Rebecca. Oh, have a good evening.